on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Okay, so <clears throat> he was a referral. He, he came through friends. We were actually at a Memorial Day barbecue with my, my girls and I and everybody in the, in the vicinity. And uh, they were on the grill. The drinks were going. Like, you know, you, you're playing the 2000s, the 90s, 80s R&B. And it was just a good time. Right. And then I see this man and oh my God, I love a bald, big bearded man. I see him at the corner of my eye and he's on the other side of the gate from the pool. And I say, I walk up to him and I say, you're not getting a plate? He said, you're not making it for me? (laughs) (laughs) No, but come on inside, come on inside. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune into this week's episode. Things. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra Retwist your locks and realign your chakras Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis Celestial body, drink your water Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order Levitate, tribe of Ashanti Black girl magic, melanin popping Whether you rack a lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm a black girl that's still trying to get her shift together, but nonetheless, I will show up every week to deliver relevant topics that can affect our community because, you know, we know how to relate to each other only like we do. But this is a platform about everything mental health and wellness. We love talking about therapy, wellness, yoga, meditation, just generational uh, trauma. We love talking about generational healing. 
that's all this is about. But today we're going to keep it light and fun. But before I get into it, make sure, please go to all social media and follow Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together, as well as my audio podcast on all streaming platforms, which is Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together, as well as my website, blackgirlsgettingtheirshifttogether.com. That way you can stay abreast of upcoming events. There's coaching packages as well as digital merch everything. We're going to get right into it. Oh, another thing. If you're listening to this on a replay, type replay as well as subscribe to my YouTube channel. A sister will really love it. Now we're going to get into it. Tonight is going to be fun. I am so excited about this guest. I'm going to bring my beautiful guest out so you all can see how pretty she is. Hold on. Look at her. <laughs> hey, Champagne. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you tonight? I'm doing better now that I'm here with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, everyone. This is my motivation for this topic. First of all, tonight's topic dating horror stories. <laughs> Now, I know Champagne and I are not the only ones who've had dating horror stories, um, but we're going to share ours tonight. But my motivation for this, first of all, I ran across this sister's Instagram. The colors automatically drew me to it. Um, I love plants, as you can see. (laughs) So I saw beautiful leaves on your Instagram. And then, of course, the color is what drew me. So that's, so let me see what she's talking about. Oh my God. Her Instagram posts are just as colorful as the aesthetics of her page. (laughs) Do you hear that a lot? I do hear that a lot. And a lot of people actually don't know that I spent some time studying color theory and um, the colors that I chose were extremely intentional. So like the struggle between masculine and feminine using plants as growth, as symbolism for growth. So if you look closely at every post, you'll understand what or who I'm trying to target based on the color scheme or what I use in the post. Interesting. So now I'm going to have to, I must go back and reread every post to see. It's very smart. So everyone, Champagne's Instagram is called My Husband Would Never. You mind telling us about that? How did you come up with that name? Yeah. So, I mean, I dated everybody under the rock, under the sun, from here to Pluto. And in that experience, I have come up with a mantra, my husband would never. And it saves me from kissing a lot, a lot of frogs. I've kissed a lot of frogs and none of them have turned into princes quite yet. And through that experience, I developed My Husband Would Never, where I share all of my dating horror stories. I don't claim to be an expert, but I'm hoping that my stories give people some laughter, some learning, and they um, continue their journeys in finding love. Mm. I don't think any of us are experts, but we've gone through so many experiences. I think we would. We would be experts on now what not to look for, what not right. to do. Right. 
So I think we'll give each, give each other a little more credit because I've also had my share more than I'd like to admit of frogs, some snakes, but <laughs> yeah, the <yes>. whole zoo, <laughs> the whole entire zoo. Yes. All of Bronx zoo. <laughs> so we're going to go over a couple of the, wait, I do have a question. What made you decide to do your stories and chapters on your podcast? So it's really interesting. It was actually uh, came out of therapy, a tool for me. I believe it or not, I am extremely shy and I have a hard time expressing my emotions, expressing my feelings, using feeling words. And I, for some reason, don't like talking to people about my business. I don't want to bog down my friends with everything that's going on in my life. And journaling, I tried it. I fell asleep while I was doing it. But I can talk. I can talk and I can talk to myself. So I used my husband would never as an open diary where I talk to myself or I talk to my friends, whoever's listening about what's going on in my life to get through whatever's going on in my life. Huh. Mm-hmm. But you never went to school for journalism. And the reason why I'm asking is because the way you tell stories, I feel like I am literally sitting in the cafe, listening to you talking to me and telling me about your experience. Very oh, colorful. I love to hear that because that was my exact goal is like, I want you to feel like you sit with your good, good girlfriend at brunch and she is just telling you about what happened to her this week or last weekend or you know, the same guy keeps showing up that you don't want to talk about over and over again, but she's still messing with him. That's me. Uh, <laughs> I actually, so in my most recent chapter, I shouted out uh, California State University, Sacramento, specifically their communication studies department. And that's because their communication studies department is so in-depth. I learned everything from marketing, journalism, public relations, interpersonal communications. So when it comes to storytelling, I'm extremely well-rounded because of the education that I received from the university and specifically my communication studies program. Wow. That's so impressive. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes sense. Now it makes sense. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Just the flow of everything. So speaking of the chapters, let's get into the chapters. So I've binged on all, I think you have 13 or 14 chapters. 13, 14 is coming next week. Okay. And yeah, you see how we were chomping at the bit. We were waiting for you to start your next season. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So I'm, I loved all of them, but I just, I'm going to pick out a few of them. So we're going to start with chapter five. And that was, uh, I heard you talk about struggle love and this was with the campus lover. So what we're going to do is talk about the the horror part of it. And then we'll talk about the growth, what we learned. Right. So yeah, what's up with the struggle love and the, the, the campus lover and the Chipotle? Oh my goodness. You know, that was really, I'm not going to lie. It was a traumatic experience. And although my uh, chapters are bite sized, that happened over a three year period. So he and I were going back and forth Did it for really? years at the university from freshman year to junior year. 
we were going back and forth with each other. And I just, but this man, he was fine. He was chocolate. He had a smile that you could see at midnight. Like it was just, oh, he was yummy. He was yummy. And because, and because of that, I, I wanted him. But remember, I was very young. I was very shy. I didn't have the communication skills. And I also didn't have a lot of dating experience. So when right. I went after this man, or he pursued me, because he showed up at my at my dorm room by the grace of God. Well, <laughs> or the devil. The devil. <laughs> right. I'm like, if you listen, if you listen to uh, chapter five, you'll learn a little bit more about why I say that he was a little bit of the devil. Yes. Um, but for lack of uh, the better word, he he uh, he was for everybody. He was for everybody, but he did such a good job of making me feel like I was the only woman in his world. It was so interesting. It was such, and I think that's one of the the earlier stories that started me on this path to grow from resentment to understanding to a period of growth. Mm, man, well, it sounds like a love bomber. Oh, you know, and he was, and he was, but at the same time, it's, I really worry about our younger women because you don't really know what to look for in a partner in college when we're all broke, we all don't have no food, most of us don't have cars. So believe it or not, I was living on campus and he was living a little bit off of campus. I was walking through campus at night to get to his apartment, which was like, 15, 20 minutes away from my dorm room. But I mean, I'm 18, so I'm like, okay, we used to walk everywhere. And I'm from the Bay Area and people don't really have cars in the Bay Area. So it wasn't a big deal to me. It wasn't a red flag when right. he was like, yeah, you, you can walk to my place. And now at this big age, I'm like, sis, if you don't <laughs> walk to his place in the middle of the night. I know, girl. At 18, 17 years old. Oh God, I wish I could go back. But the thing is, I, I wouldn't change anything about what I went through during that time because I wouldn't be the woman I am sitting here today. And like, I would love to go back and shake her, but she had to go through all of that to become who this is, who I am right now. Absolutely. I wonder what we can, uh, what what to tell the younger sisters. Oh, wait, we <laughs> Oh, I know who this is. The marriage brokerage firm. She said, yikes, they will try it and will. And they will and will and will. And you know what, too? I'm not going to lie. He had a big dick. (laughs) And that's what it was for me. Like, (laughs) he, he, he. (laughs) Well, now it makes sense. I mean. They're like, it was so big that he was fucking me in my brain and it fucked my head up is what happened. (laughs) Nice. No. (laughs) (laughs) Really? No wonder it was three years. Girl, I know. Right. I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, wait. The marriage brokerage firm said, yikes, the devil will send a big man <laughs> to bring you down every time. 
every time. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. I, ain't no good. They ain't no good. <laughs> None. So what made you all finally end? Was it, do you mind talking about the female with the Snapchat? <laughs> okay, yes. So fast forward years, this is actually one of my senior seminar classes. So um, I, before that, let's talk about Valentine's Day, the Valentine's Day before my senior year. Oh, I didn't hear this part. Okay. Yeah. So Valentine's Day, I didn't expect anything from this man, the campus lover, because we weren't exclusive. We never said we were in a relationship. And Did you want to be one, in one with him? Oh, absolutely. He was fucking my brain. Yes. I wanted to be <laughs> in a relationship with him. <laughs> I wanted to be in a relationship with him, but he had me digmatized and he had me in this trance like you know i'm so involved on campus i'm the president of my fraternity like i can't i i i don't have the time for you that you deserve and you deserve a man who can give you time mm. and i was like i do don't i i really do so i wasn't expecting together on valentine's day um and i had never spent a valentine's day with a man before uh however my spirit just be talking it'd be talking to me and See? i said and my spirit said check his snapchat so i checked his snapchat and there was a girl she was in the camera and she was like this and i was like oh now i know that is not my honey i know that's not no kin of his because she was like skin and he wasn't <laughs> he's not <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not your kid. Oh, my um, God. How did it make you feel when you so saw her? After, oh, my God. I I wanted to throw up and slide down the wall. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I was like, feeling. turn on some boys to men. Turn on some boys to, I don't know. I, I really, like, I felt like my heart had sunk to the pit of hell. Like, I just mm. was so hurt and gutted. I was a teenager too. I was 17 or 18 years old. I was really young and I hadn't experienced a feeling like that before. Right. Um, you know, so so navigating these feelings and being so naive and open and ready for love. And then not to mention as a young woman or as a girl, you get pumped full of these uh, princess stories, all of these stories about you find your your love in college, love in basketball. And I thought that was what was going to happen for me, and it didn't. So after that, I withdrew completely from the relationship, and I was so proud of myself. So, so, so proud of myself. Good for you. And thank you. And then I get into one of my senior seminar classes. I, I took all the hard stuff the first three years. And then that last one to one and a half years, I was taking like electives. Right. And there was an elective that I took where I turn and I look and the woman who was on his Snapchat story all that time ago was in the room. And oh right. And wow. the professor said, we're going to do this activity where you introduce the person next to you. She was the person next to me. So we had to talk and we had to get to know each other. 
And uh, after that, I had to muster up the courage after class to tell her like, hey, like, I just, I, I feel like I should tell you this. So I told her all of this about the campus lover. And she was like, wow, like I really thought, I really thought that he, oh, we lost each other for a second. Okay, here, we're back. You know what I'd like you to do? I really thought that- Champagne. He wasn't getting- Can you you log out and log back in again? Cause you're being a little pixelated. Use that same link that I sent you. I'll be right here. So we're gonna wait until she comes back. That is a story. Can you all imagine you're with your supposed man, even though there's your situationship, and then you see his other situationship literally right next to you? What would you all do for who's watching? <laughs> Let me know what you all would do. That that's something I couldn't I could not stomach having that sister. Not nothing nothing against her, but just the fact that someone he's dealing mm-hmm. with is right next to me. Oh my god! Yes, and not only was she right next to me, I had to introduce her to the class and learn her fun facts. <laughs> You're kidding so me? Like, yeah, this is. This is the woman who was fucking my man on Valentine's Day. She's a third year here at Sacramento State. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Right. Oh. So, <laughs> so her and I had a conversation, and we realized that he literally had us on an A and B schedule. Like when he wasn't with me, he was with her, and that's how he kept it going. And. It's crazy because after we had that conversation, they actually were still together. That night, when I tell you, the devil works hard, but fuck boys work faster. He was at my door crying, just just bawling. I, I, I always wanted you. It was always you, X, Y, Z. Um, and I let him inside. I let him inside. Literally, I let him inside and, and for two, literally, and for two weeks, it was just so perfect. It was like he and I, and we were, we were going to be together. And then he ghosted me again. And he was like, actually, I'm going to try to work it out with homegirl. Um, she, she's a better fit for me. And that's what? how it ended. Are you kidding me? See, that's how people. I am not kidding you. That's how people get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's still in my DMs to this day. To this day. Are you kidding me? I'm not. I got receipts. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All these years later, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm speechless. Right. Mm. That, that happened almost ten years ago. Wow. Yeah. So, what would your husband never do in this situation? And he hatched it. <laughs> He would never do any of that. Any of that. Any of that. Oh my God. What have you learned from that situation? Like what what would you tell the young champagne now? What would you tell the young champagne? Right. I call her bubbly water. Um you are so cute. <laughs> what I would tell bubbly water is use your discernment. 
sometimes those butterflies aren't those happy giddy feelings sometimes those butterflies are a gut feeling and it's a warning absolutely and we know it because when yeah. the relationship the situationship is over we can make an itemized list of everything that turned us off or the red flags that we decided right. to ignore right. oh Ooh. and then on top of that your brain is getting poked literally you don't see anything i know i didn't no no, no. <laughs> oh my god speaking of brain poked <laughs> yes tell me about it tell me about it Girl. This is a short, quick one, but about ignoring the red flag. So he came over and his thing was bringing gifts. He liked to bring gifts, which was fine. I liked it. Mm -hmm. He brought some perfume over, but I knew what was about to happen in about an hour. So Mm -hmm. I was already excited. You can't see everything is tunnel vision. This man brought over an open bottle of perfume. No, he did not. And you know what no, I did? did what did you do? Oh, this is nice. Put it on the counter. <laughs> uh, because, if you asked him, he'd have been like, I was just smelling it to make sure it would work with your pheromones. Girl. Oh, my God. Cringe. I was like, what are you thinking? What was I think I wasn't thinking? That's so how did how did the night end? <laughs> With like three orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> yeah. It was good, but in prior to that, I still I I ignored my discernment because mm-hmm. obviously that was horrible what he did. I mean. There's no thought. Come on, you know. I think about this all the time. It's like, men, you smile the wrong way. You have broccoli in your teeth at dinner. And they're like, oof, red flag, I'm out. Versus women, we go through this, or I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for all women. But myself, I'm like, I'm doing horoscope compatibility. I'm, I'm seeing how my last name gel with your last name. The baby names that I have in place, how does that work out? Like, what are the admissions? And we go all through all of that when we're younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, why, why do we not see these red flags and be like, I'm out? We see these red flags and we're like, I can, I can work with that. I can do that. Like, relationships should not be a negotiation. Speak, girl, speak. I'm not negotiating for my love. Yeah, exactly. I love that you said that because that's what it, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull up. Um, what was it? Now, this triggered me. Chapter 13 with oh. Terry Joker. Oh, Terry. Terrence. Oh, Terry. Girl. Oh, wait, wait. No, 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 no. That didn't. Tr- it did you trigger me. Chapter eight with Robert. Robert. The The one with the holiday dinner. Oh. I wanted to fight him. I don't even fight. I wanted to fight after listening (laughs) to that 
I was done. Both. You and me both. It's it's difficult because these men will challenge your softness. They'll challenge your sweetness. They'll challenge every feminine part of you and mm. bring you outside of your character. Oh. <laughs> Robert, Robert really did a number on me. It's it is what how did you, you all say? meet? Okay, so <clears throat> he was a referral. He he came through friends. We were actually at a Memorial Day barbecue with my, my girls and I and everybody in the, in the vicinity. And uh, they were on the grill. The drinks were going. Like you know, you you playing the two thousands, the nineties, eighties R and B, and it was just a good time. Right. And then I see this man, and oh my God, I love a bald, big, bearded man. I see him at the corner of my eye, and he's on the other side of the gate from the pool. And I say, I walk up to him and I say, you're not getting a plate? He said, you're not making it for me? <laughs> no, but come on inside, come on inside. <laughs> And from there, um, he and I went on a first date. I asked my friends about him and they were like, yeah, we went to high school together. He's really cool. He's a great guy. So he was a referral. Like he came to me <laughs> like, like a customer referral. Wow. Okay. How long did you all deal with each other? Oh my God. It was like... <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed to say because it was like six or seven months, but oh, and I'm embarrassed to say this. He is still in my life today, and that was like three or four <laughs> years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll skip over that story. Right. <laughs> Moving on to chapter thirteen. Right. <laughs> Let's right. talk about Terrence. Terrence. <laughs> The 40 year old virgin. <laughs> oh my God. Never been kissed. Virgin. When he told me that, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I really didn't know what to say. I really, I, and like he said, like, okay, you know, I, yes, I'm a virgin. I've never kissed anybody other than my parents. And it's because like I was focused on school. I was focused on my career. And then I looked up and I was a virgin. I get it. But you never kissed anybody? Wow. Okay. Not one body? I have to ask. There's an elephant in the room. I know. I know. <laughs> Did he lose his virginity with you? You don't have the answer. but You'll have to listen to the upcoming chapters. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> That's why I'm like chapter 14 or 15 on the way. I'm already subscribed. And anyone listening or watching, I've already dropped Champagne's Instagram. Click on her Instagram. And if you, let's see, click on it. It's a live button. And if you're watching, you can also take a screenshot right here. Click on it. Go to the link in her bio and it will take you to, yes, it will take you to her podcast because I need to know what happened. I so I, I will, I'm already subscribed. So I will patiently wait for chapter 14 and 15 to come out. 
Yes. You'll yeah, find yeah. out there. Okay. You'll find out. I can wait. I can wait. So <laughs> let's talk about your wonderful Instagram. Speaking of the Instagram, there's some, what is one of your favorite posts? And we can talk about that. Yes. My favorite post to date is not you stressing over somebody who doesn't spread their cheeks in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Not to spread the cheeks. Yes. Okay. Where did that, what made you think of that? Okay. (laughs) It's interesting because I've learned in all of these years of running these streets that men and women have a different level of hygiene. Girl, yes. They have a different level of hygiene. And like, I I hate that I'm about to say this, but I'm choked on a pube. Okay? Girl, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So that post came to fruition when I was just thinking about like all of these people that I've cried over, I've lost sleep over, I haven't, I haven't, I've skipped meals over and they just, they don't even know, they don't even have a name of a dentist that they go to regularly. Wow. When you put it in that perspective. Mm-hmm. On first day, sound like, what's the name of your dentist? <laughs> Who's your primary care physician? They're like, who? Right. Mm-hmm. You got um, health insurance? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. my God. Is there a part two on that post? Let me see. Yeah, you did say poor hygiene. I'm reading it now. Mm-hmm. Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to share one of my favorite of your Instagram posts. It's funny, but it is so true. It goes back to the intuition. And the post said, your vagina will tell you if they are not the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, what was it on here? Oh, I'm trying to find that extra. Here it is. If you start fucking him and all of a sudden your pH is off all the time, let him go, sis. If he doesn't vibe with your inner goddess, he never will. Never. No. Never. Nope. (laughs) It's funny because we'll have the red flags. It's literally waving in our face and we will, and I'm speaking from experience, just pushing down. The yeah. intuition and is taking that red flag and throwing it away. Right. And I believe our body is like, okay, you don't want to listen to your gut? Okay. Let's throw this pH off a little bit. Listen, we'll see the red flag tied up the word as a scarf. Hey. Yes. Make dresses <laughs> off of it. Hair bows. <laughs> hair ties. Right. Oh, this is cute for my skin. This is bringing out all the right... Ma'am, yes. <laughs> it's a red flag. It wasn't for you to wear, sweetheart, I promise. But that was so profound because I'm just thinking about my past experience and yet the body will tell you. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point you cannot, you cannot ignore it. 
<laughs> it'll tell you. It's interesting mm -hmm. too, because so recently, or mm, I'd say maybe like a year ago now, I started Invisalign and oh. sponsor us, sponsor us Invisalign. Um, so I started Invisalign and the moment that I got my first set of trays, I was like, my boyfriend, he's never going to see my smile straight. And I said, Ooh, where did that thought come from? Where did that thought come from? And I was able to clock it. And I, I, in two months, we were not together anymore. We were not together anymore. And we get signs like that from our body, from our subconscious all the time. We do. I, I saw a study recently that said, we're only operating on 5% consciousness at all times after 30. After 30 years old, you've learned everything you need to know to operate as a human in society. So 95% of what you do is on autopilot. You just said a word. Let me mm -hmm. tell you, that is so true. So mm -hmm. shout out to Sarita Yvonne. I have group therapy and it's shadow work. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how it, she's talking about relationships, whether it was with your parents, with your kids, with yourself primarily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she said how a lot of us, we navigate subconsciously, but we grow into AARP age and as uh, senior citizens and we're elderly and we run on autopilot. It's just like driving a car. If I'm driving mm -hmm. from my house to your house, I just automatically know that I stop at the red sign, the red lights. I don't, okay, what do I have to do? I just automatically do it. It's just right. in our subconscious. And she said that a lot of us have our relationships where we're navigating subconsciously from a child because yes. we've been emotionally stunted. Mm. Yeah, lot, no, that's real. Yeah, it is. And a lot of times we're, we will get irritated for whatever situation may come up in a relationship. I'll just say hetero now with male, female. I'm just going to use that as an example. But most of the times we're triggered from something that happened way back then or mm -hmm. some kind of relational trauma that we never resolved. Never resolved. And it's interesting because, you know, many of us, I'm sure, can think back to our first heartbreak, our first kiss, all of those things. The first time that we really gave ourselves to somebody with no bounds yeah. and think, are you, are you that person today? Why not? Ooh. That's deep. And, and then you wonder why you wonder why all you want to watch is Disney plus because your inner child needs love. Your inner child needs a memory of when they felt the happiest. Yeah, and you're not so going to you, find it running the streets. Not at all. You'll find it, but nothing that's healthy. You'll find someone else's inner unhealed inner child, mm -hmm. and we wonder why yeah. we never got along with and having these dating horror stories. Right. <sighs> it goes back to that first heartbreak, that first time you gave yourself to somebody raw just you, just who you were. And they said, mm -hmm. that's not enough. This isn't a fit. You don't work for me. It hurts, but you yeah. have to heal from it and you have to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of healing, mm -hmm. 
I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. This is another one of my favorite posts from you. Oh, and I just lost it just that quick. Falling in love with yourself is just as beautiful as falling in love with someone else. Mm-hmm. And then you wrote, tell me, how can you pour from an empty cup? Mm. Mm. Self-love is the best love. And Ooh. to please do not be too hard on yourself. You're doing your best with what you know. You're continuing on despite how hard it's been. Give yourself a little more credit. You deserve it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That self-love is so amazing. I've, I've found myself, but that I know now it goes back to childhood. On I've just been, was so hyper aware of other people's needs with a parent that it filtered into adulthood. And then you, you just mm-hmm. ignore your own feelings, your own intuition. Mm-hmm. You ignore it all because you want to be validated by by the people that you look up to. You want to be validated by the people that are around you. And you've been doing it for so many years. You've been doing it for so long that you look around and you're like, well, fuck, I don't even know what I like. I don't know my favorite color. I don't know my favorite food, but I know the feeling that I get when I used to make my mom and dad their favorite food, or I know the feeling I used to get when I would ma- I, I would bring my best friend her favorite thing. Right, right. You have to take a step back and... And that's why they say, you know, and we've heard this saying, and we're going to say it to the end of time is like, you can't love anybody else until you love yourself. Mm. You can't. You have to know. You have to be your best friend. You have yourself on those dates. You have to do whatever it is that you've been wanting to do and do it now because nobody else is going to do it for you. And the, the beauty of partnerships, the beauty of relationships is being able to find people who want to experience, experience those things with you, but you shouldn't have to wait for somebody else to do the things that make you feel happy and to do the things that make you feel loved. Exactly. Do you think it's fair that sometimes we <clears throat> we rely on others to fill that void when we don't even know what that void is, but we put the responsibility on our partner to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's extremely unfair. It's like telling your partner, hey, go grocery shopping tonight. I want a good dinner. And your partner says, okay, well, what do you want me to pick up at the grocery store? And you say, go grocery shopping tonight. I want a good dinner. Mm. You weren't specific in your intent. I don't know what you want or need out of me. I can't go in the grocery store blind and pick something that you'll be satisfied with. That's causing me undue anxiety and pressure. I want to make you feel good, but I don't know how. You don't know Ooh. how. How do we figure this out? And you mentioned that in one of your Instagram posts about communication. Mm-hmm. But Communication is sexy. Isn't it? Isn't it? It really is. I believe when we know how to communicate to our own selves and ask for what we need, it's easier to be able to communicate 
what we need or what we want in our partner or from our partner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 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 A self-aware, highly intelligent, emotionally intelligent man is extremely sexy. Like extremely poke my brain with that. Sexy. Extremely <laughs> sexy. Like one of these men, you'll hear about him in later chapters in season two, but this is a little sneak peek is we talked about internalized homophobia for 45 minutes. And it was, I was like, wow. Now that's how to poke my brain. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the healthy poke the brain. Oh, we have a couple. We've been flowing. Oh, let me. So let's talk about... um before we start to wrap up mm-hmm. the therapy and dating, what a good mix that has been. Uh-oh, I lost okay, you. Can repeat, you hear me? Repeat one more time. I lost you. Yep. I see. I lost you. So I said, let me repeat that one more time. No worries. I was asking about, um, let me just fix this here about therapy and how it's helped with dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody needs to go to therapy. Everybody needs to go to therapy. And I was chatting with somebody who's very important to me in my life one time. And they called me and said, can you believe my coworker said I should go to therapy? Girl, she must be out of her mind. I said, you do need to go to therapy. You You do. You do. And everybody needs to go to therapy. That's not an insult and you shouldn't be insulted by it. And it's extremely, it's interesting because in in the black community, especially the black American community, we know that there's a lot of trauma, a lot of post-traumatic slave syndrome that's happening. And if we can't see it, it's not a problem. Mental Mm -hmm. health does not exist. If you can't see it, it's not a problem. We hear it in in phrases like, we hear it in phrases like, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Yes. Let that baby cry. Let that baby feel their feelings. Let that baby feel. Let that baby heal. Mm. Everybody needs to go to therapy. Everybody needs to go to therapy. And if you don't think you need to go to therapy, you need to go to therapy because it's going to help you learn how to not operate only in a romantic capacity, but just operate as a sane individual in this world. Exactly. Exactly. I saw this post. I just saw it the other day and it had two columns and it said mm-hmm. what therapy is. And then here mm-hmm. it said what people think therapy is. So in the column mm-hmm. where it says what people think therapy is, they mm-hmm. they put um medication and sitting on a couch. Mm-hmm. It's not. But it, it's not. It includes mm-hmm. that, but it also it has many benefits. I mean, it, one of the huge things which I did not know was um, learning how to enforce boundaries. Yes. Yeah. 
and better communication. But I thought because I had a mouth and I can, let me tell you, but that was so ineffective. It was, it's just right. air. It was not effective at all. But I loved right. about the communication and learning how to communicate better. Excuse me, the, the violation of boundaries. But I yes. didn't know at the time that I grew up with constant boundary violations, you know, like emotional, yeah. verbal. I mm-hmm. just, that's how it was in the black house, our black household. It is. It is. <laughs> it's really sad because young black girls exist for entertainment. We exist for, to entertain the family, to feed the family, to make the family feel comfortable, to make the family feel loved. And then at the end of the day, you've got these little girls going to bed feeling like nobody cared for them. Mm. Nobody made sure they ate. Nobody made sure they had a nice warm blanket. Nobody made sure they had anything. And the only time they ever received praise or validation is when they were doing something for someone else, not for themselves. Because if you're doing something for yourself, why are you being so selfish? Why are you being so stingy? Right. You see how that looks as adults. Mm-hmm. The superwoman, the black superwoman complex. Yes, I experienced that a little bit in my adulthood as well. Like in, in my most previous relationship, uh, we used to go to this rooftop bar all the time and we would always get, we knew the owners. So like we would always get some sort of like bottle service or something like that. And I found myself when the the bottle and the ice came out, like I was serving everybody's ice and I was serving all of the liquor. And my partner at the time was like, why are you serving everybody? Relax. That's not Mm. your job. And I had to take a sit back at this big age and was like, damn, I'm doing it because I want these people to like me. I want these people to think I'm kind and sweet and loving. But that's not my job. Yeah. That's not my job. Understood. And just like you said earlier, Mm -hmm. how we navigate in the subconscious, you just automatically did it. Not even thinking. Yeah, I I get it. I totally understand. Same here a lot. But, you Mm -hmm. know, kudos, kudos to you for recognizing it. That is some serious Mm -hmm. growth. And I love that term, how the healing never stops. Never. Mm-mm. Never. It Mm-mm. never stops. If you think that it stops, you need to go back to therapy. <laughs> I love it. I love the advocacy of it all. I love it. Uh, ultimately, we, we will have healthier relationships so these horror yeah. stories, these ho- dating horror stories can be a successful dating story. Right. What's a good story if we didn't learn anything from it? Facts. Oh, may I share what I just learned 48 hours ago? Please. Oh, 40. So, yes. Yes. I, I'm very excited about this. So. I was way back in the day, was supposed to get married, and it was, I was not, in that relationship, I was not the best girlfriend at that time. 
Mm-hmm. So to this day, um, and I apologized, and him and I to this day we're still like, we're really good friends, but we should have never dated at all. Mm-hmm. We actually almost are like brother and sister now. You know, we truly have moved on and had several separate relationships and marriages, all of that. Anyway, I was talking to one of my friends and I said, you know, for some reason, even though I'm working on myself and continuing to heal, I said, I don't feel like I ever regret not being with him now because I'm not, I'm not, I'm single now. But I said, I I don't know. I don't regret. But what I thought about, I said, "Mm." my aha moment was that he was a good person, but I used to equate being a good person as someone that you should be with, but him being a good person didn't mean he was a good partner for me. Right. And that just put me at ease, you know, because It really did. And that was a learning lesson for me. That definitely wouldn't have kept me stuck in that loop. Oh, I could have been married and kids or maybe grandkids. We just were not a, just because you're a good person doesn't mean you, you're the good partner, the best 100%, partner. 100%. I yeah. say that in my husband whenever, and I use that analogy is every pot has its top. We've all tried a new recipe. And in the middle of the recipe, it says, cover and let simmer for 20 minutes or let simmer for five minutes and you can't find a specific top and you find something that works for that moment but it Mm. didn't turn out perfect it didn't turn out the way it was supposed to every pot has its top it might work for now but it won't work forever i love that i Mm -hmm. love that Ooh. Any parting words? Uh, but wait, before that, can you tell everyone where they can find you, Champagne? Yes, yeah. My name is Champagne, Miss Champagne, if you're nasty. You can find me on all streaming platforms at my husband would never. You can also find me on Instagram at my husband would never. I'm always posting some sort of wild shit, so I'd love to see you there. <laughs> and she does. <laughs> <laughs> Any parting words that you'd love to tell the listeners? Listen, choose you. Choose you first. Choose you. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of peace. You are worthy of softness. You are worthy, period. And choose you above all. That is perfect. I will hope you come on again. I like talking to you. Yes, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I do. We'll definitely stay in touch. Oh, champagne, guess what? What? You are a black girl that has her shift together. Oh, I'm trying, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I hope you had just as a good time as I did. This was a nice, light, airy episode, but I still learned some things. And that's what it's all about. It's growth. It's about healing and to continue to heal and grow. No one, you don't want stagnant. It's like old stagnant pond water. Nobody wants that. We want some nice free-flowing water. Just the movement of it all. 
everyone make sure and tune in next week and thank you for tuning in have a good night thanks champagne thank you For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Hit your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss God is heavenly order. Levitate, tribe Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls. joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss God is heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog.